Well, hello and welcome to the Plane Talking Airline Safety Geeks Layovers A320 magazine and Guests Christmas Extravaganza. I think we got all the podcasts in there <laughs> at least. Welcome everyone who is watching us record this special Christmas show. Big hello to everyone there watching and uh, yeah. It's uh, safe to say that uh, we managed, we've done it, we, 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 we've done it, we've got everyone in the same room at the same time and it works and the audio and stuff is great, but... Hey, don't say mate, surprised. <laughs> they're rude. What are you doing? <laughs> the, big, the big reason for the audio and everything working properly is, of course, the legend that is in the PTUK Master Suite studio, Matt Smith. Hello to you, Matt. I mean, you may as well have just, like, not touched wood or anything, mightn't you? I mean, you may as well have just... I was just, touching like, wood yeah, at the time. All right, okay. Yeah, it's I holding together. Yeah, the elastic <clears throat> band is holding everything together nicely for the moment. I thought he was PG-13. <laughs> <laughs> I can't go too. <laughs> Indeed. Anyway, Matt, how are you on this fine day? Yes, yes, I'll be honest with you. I'm wearing my Christmas jumper, and it's a bit warm in the studio, so I'm regretting that decision. But other than that, yes, uh, very fabulous, thank you. Yes, not bad. It's uh, it's going to be a fun night, hopefully. Good, good, good. I'm glad to see you looking very fabulous. Festive. I've lit the fire. Um, Lovely. So okay. Um, um, you know, given that I know where you record that in, I'm amazed you got permission for a chimney. But anyway. We'll go <laughs> so joining us as well, uh, as always this week, is, of course, our very festive, uh, well, I should, I should, dare I say, our very festive granddad on the show. Oh, this dear. Week. And Whoa. it gives me the great pleasure to welcome onto the show again, as always, it is, of course, Neville Grandad. Oh, thank you very much. <clears throat> Actually, for, considering I'm only 45 years old, I think I'm quite young for it. <laughs> yes, I'm also feeling very festive. I've got the festive audio uh, jumper on and the hat, which is terribly warm inside the house here. But uh, great to be back for another Christmas show. It doesn't seem possible it was 12 months ago, does it? But uh, And boy, what a 12 months it's been. So let's uh, hope we can have a better 2021. Yes, too true. Loving the hat, though, Nev. And I'm, I'm guessing, have you wired up the sliders, or have you kind of left them? Uh, yes, that, uh, that's actually the EQ that I've got this mm. uh, this output set to. <laughs> <laughs> For goodness sake. <laughs> and we welcome on our festive show, as always, the uh, legend that is, and I know he's working very hard because of the time difference where he is, but where we are to where he is now. So welcome, Armando. Thanks for uh, for joining us again. Hey, guys. It's uh, officially the opposite of in the Christmas spirit. I am not festive at all. I am sitting at work. Ex at some point in the next two hours, probably have to explain to my boss this work call that I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, new subscriber. <laughs> so the, the, uh, the rules of engagement are nobody can laugh because none of my work calls are this exciting or funny. So if he hears this, it's going to be the gig is up. Right. Okay. I mean, the good news is, is PT UK never makes anyone laugh. So uh, you know there is that. True. I mean, there is that other show that puts everybody to sleep. Hashtag three and a half hours long. Okay. Why? Bye. bye. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Don't know what to do with that information. Uh, moving on. Who's next? Moving on. Uh, we're, we're just, just going to quickly acknowledge, uh, acknowledge again everyone who has uh, joined us in that Zoom audience lounge because, as everyone knows, this is the first time we have ever recorded a live or Christmas show uh, in fact, actually, a they, studio we, we should be able to see them so everybody give themselves a little bit of a cheer look here we go hey they're not you Nick honestly okay never mind as you were <laughs> so thank so thank you everyone for joining it's it's, uh, it's quite it's quite interesting because normally these Christmas shows tend to either go on for about six or seven hours 
or or there are normally times where Matt just you can almost see him don't say like that but um hopefully that won't be like that tonight Matt we'll be we'll be good as gold All we'll right. be good children okay. tonight can I have that in writing please mm, uh, maybe not <laughs> okay so to kick us off with the introductions of our guest host for the Christmas show we're going to start uh, off with uh, with you Paul so uh, introduce away with pleasure He's a straight-talking, fast-eating, and a current aviation podcast chicken-nugget-eating world champion. Is your pal, is my pal, is Captain Al. <laughs> a very good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you happen to be. It's great to be part of this uh, virtual get-together at Christmas. The only sad thing is, normally Carlos's wife is sat on my lap for these events, but we'll have to move on from that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, lovely. He talks, films, and flies A320s, helping pilots from all corners of the globe drop off to sleep at night. It's Matt from the <laughs> A320 podcast. Hi, everyone. Thanks, uh, as always, for having us back on the show. Looking forward to getting involved in some Christmas cheer, especially as there's no Christmas parties this year. So, of course, what Christmas show would be complete without our Santa-like uncle, our main man, and the only one on today's show who never celebrates Christmas, let me have a big bar humbug for our main man, Uncle Micah. Hey, everyone, I'm not feeling festive at all, but you guys always light up my life. (laughs) I see what you did there. A long-time listener and occasional guest on PTUK, he first met Carlos and Matt for their 100th show at the Norwich Airport Museum, where Carlos asked to borrow his girlfriend. (laughs) He's now completed all his flight training and moved to sunny Spain as a flight instructor. It's David Corson. Uh, hello, everyone. Thanks for that, Micah. What a pleasure it is to be here and join you all for Christmas. Um, I take great pleasure in looking to the Plain Talking UK Christmas podcast, so I can't wait to see it from behind the scene and uh, let the mayhem commence. I have the immense pleasure uh, of introducing this guy. He's a big, bushy, grey moustache living on the face of his host. Is the airline pilot, the airline pilot guy himself, Captain Jeff. Oh, I'm sorry. Was that me? <laughs> <laughs> On the Jupiter relay, like, folks. How many viewers <laughs> are you in, right? <laughs> I was enjoying my double celebration ale on my head. It's great to be here. I, I love these uh, Christmas celebrations. And our next guest fights for legroom as if his life depended on it, has multiple passports, but isn't Jason Bourne. He's the creator and host of the Layovers podcast the very well endowed paul <laughs> <laughs> that was not on the script hi guys merry christmas <laughs> merry christmas to everyone i love you all i'm so happy to be back here and another year well i promise you do not do have this show have an explicit rating though well you just saw what happened <laughs> yeah i think that's gone out the window i'll be honest <laughs> I get to introduce the best person as a host. So she loves yoga, dogs, turbo props. You can wake her up in the middle of the night for, wait, she's probably already awake and flying car- cargo. It's lovely, Myla. Hi, guys. Thank you for the wonderful introduction. <laughs> <laughs> You're quite welcome. Um, yes, thank you for having me. I always love the Christmas shows, and this year is going to be fun again. So, 
I'll go straight to my introduction for this person who is nicknamed Sick Note at work and often mistaken for being Scottish. This man enjoys a pint when not in command of his beloved A320. It's Andy. Hey. Hey. Thank you for that lovely introduction. Uh, it's fabulous to be on such a professionally produced podcast. <laughs> Much better than ours. Um, and I'm looking forward to the show. Oh, that'll pass. Yep. This guest host was co-host of the Plain Crazy Down Under show and is currently co-host of the Australian Defence Magazine podcast as well as one of Australia's top airshow commentators. A hot air balloon pilot? Hmm... And student fixed wing pilot Grant dragged himself out of bed today at stupid o'clock to talk flying with us on PTUK. It's Grant. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey everyone! <laughs> About as festive as I ever get. It's mostly that. Um, yeah, the uh, it's uh, stupid o'clock down here. It's actually because we've uh, been going for a while getting everything sorted out. It's less stupid o'clock. It's uh, coming up on twenty-five to seven down here in the morning. So no booze for me, unfortunately. I've got a full day of work. But hey, it's great to be on the show once again. And um, yes, um, Andy did cut out a little bit that was in there, which uh, I did uh, so shortly after saying I was a lunatic. The you know, shut up, Nick. Um, because, you know, as Nick says, there's no balloon pilots. We just waft around. But uh, other than that, um, I get to have some revenge here because this curmudgeonly old ex-pilot needs no introduction or he'll undoubtedly turn it into a tale of daring do called Biggles Flies Undone. Just give him a beer, purchased preferably by his first officer, and sit him in the corner. Welcome to the APG Zone, Captain Nick. <laughs> Well, thank you, Grant. You didn't exactly get your own back. I thought you could have done better than that. Uh, hello, everybody. I'm just here for the free beer. So thanks very much indeed, Peter. <laughs> Brian Calderman is a contributing editor to the Airplane Freaks podcast and was their associate producer before they took his keys away. Uh, when he isn't trying to avoid COVID-19 by marketing aviation masks for charity, he can be spotted hanging around in strange airport toilets, ripping United Airlines a new one on his way to flying over five million miles. <laughs> 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 wow okay that and was the crowd goes wild that was uh, quite the introduction. sounded perfect <laughs> that's quite the introduction okay right first of all i think we should start with some christmas messages and uh, the first one we've got here is from andrew van der Sub. now he's the guy who uh, very luckily won our voucher from the plane reclaimers earlier in the year anyway uh, andrew says uh, hi matt carlos armando and nev i just wanted to write in to say a big thank you for all the time and effort you put into the podcast it's especially helped me get through the ups and downs of this year and i've really enjoyed getting my weekly aviation fix i wish you and all your families all the best for the festive season and hope you uh, you all keep very well in uh, 2021 here's to a brighter and better future for all thank you and a really lovely message uh, i'll tell you what we'll go to uh, barbara parish next we haven't heard from barbara from a while hi barbara Hello, up my ducks, it's Barbara from Nottingham, England. Warm greetings to you all. Um, I haven't forgotten any of you in our aviation podcast community and you are all often in my thoughts. 
Um, sadly, I had let my little old immune system run down over last winter. So in mid-March 2020, I came down um, very badly with the you-know-what, which shall remain nameless at this festive time. Um, a combination of being very ill for a few months and then losing my income and my work because of the lockdown forced me into a state of hibernation and kind of deep reflections, so I stepped back for a time. Um, I know this has been a year, I know this has been a terrible year for uh, many of our aviation podcast family, and um, yet I hope it's been a blessing for others. I know in our lovely community there's been bereavement, um, loss of loved ones in really difficult circumstances illness, um, loss of work, and profound disappointments and more. And even though I didn't reach out to you at the time, my heart goes out to you all and you are in my prayers. I want to end with just a couple of um, messages of hope for this Christmas time amid all the darkness. And number one, number one, keep your immune system strong. Keep your immune system strong as much as you can. It's an amazing system, your immune system, and do not fear. And secondly, I, I, I really hope this Christmas that life will somehow return to what it was before 2020. But no matter what the future holds for our world, when there is so much turmoil and confusion all around us. I'd like to turn back to the wonderful events of 2,000 years ago in Bethlehem. Um, You know, this Christmas has meant more to me than any time before. And in the Bible, Isaiah says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. When I was at my lowest ebb um, earlier this year, and really unwell and workless, I cried out in prayer and was blessed every time, every time. So may Jesus bless you all at this time and always, and wishing you all a joyous and peaceful Christmas and a blessed New Year. Okay, next up, we're going to be telling a bit of a Christmas story. So what's going to happen is each one of our fabulous hosts is going to pass the mantle to the next fabulous host to tell a Christmas story. And to start things off, we'll go to Nev. So did you hear about the time that Santa's sleigh broke down and he had to call the PT UK podcast for help? He was on the uh, A14. Now, the A14 is a very strange road in uh, East Anglia, which has been designed by a fool, uh, in my opinion. Uh, But uh, this is a very dangerous piece of road to to break down on. All right. So Santa's sleigh broke down and um, on this very strange road. So he had to call road services. And who better to call for road services than Tony S., our podcast mechanic? So the A14 
is a wonderful road designed by Airbus, and that's why it was funny and didn't work all so well. Well, uh, they picked up the phone and dialed uh, Boeing because obviously they didn't think Airbus was going to work. But all they got was an engaged tone because they were busy speaking to the FAA trying to sort out the name. <laughs> Um, so uh, they dialed the AA instead, uh, and they got Alcoholics Anonymous. Alcoholics Anonymous here. May I help you? They said. And then the reply was, we are on a road that Airbus built, and we have nothing better to do than drink. And so the drinking continued throughout the night as he gurgled along, trying to figure out what he was going to do. And he said, you know what we need? We truly need a balloon operator, Grant. Well, clearly the story is now full of hot air. And uh, everyone realized that uh, nobody cared. So they took the the call and they uh, started to drink and uh, figured that whatever happens, we're all going to sink. Well, speaking of sinking, it was snowing on the A14. This was adding to Santa's woes. The sleigh that he'd come on was not fitted with skis, so he wondered who he could talk to to resolve his problem. Unfortunately, Captain Al turned up in his Ford Cortina after a day at Newmarket, drinking heavily and having lots of curry. His flatulence upset all of the reindeer and made the situation a whole lot worse. <laughs> so everyone had to rally round and try and uh, rouse these uh, poor reindeer. And uh, everyone was starting to get a bit cold. So they said, Captain Al, have you got any ideas on what we could all do to keep warm? And Captain Al said, I know what I'll do. And he picked up his phone and started dialing. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the Wikipedia page for the foundation of the A320. Um, (laughs) (laughs) This is how the 320 was created. And we kept drinking, leading to perhaps having three engines. And with these three engines, they obviously had to make this an Airbus valid concept. So with this, they got their mobile phones out on various networks, which most of didn't work but they managed to get hold of their local Tandy store. And as we all know, the Airbus starts and stops with one button. So they went onto their Tandy store and opted to purchase some buttons to push button start those reindeer. Uh, Once the reindeer were started, the children were happy again because Father Christmas was on his way. Um, There was no need to call the the Alcoholics Anonymous to get back to their drinks and Captain Elk get back to his curry. But once Father Christmas had delivered all his presents, he went back to where Father Christmas lives, <laughs> with all his elves. Um, and then he set off another day with his elves to start making presents again. Is Armando there? I don't know. Armando. Armando, hello? He's been Doesn't pretty like still it. for a very long time, holding that pose in front of the aircraft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he's out. When you say he's out, you mean he's come out? Because oh. there is really quite a twist to the story, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned for next year's <laughs> so, so perhaps Captain Al you could tidily finish that story off so we have a situation we have a drunk Santa we have fart intoxicate, intoxicated reindeer presents <laughs> to be delivered and heavy snow who do we need to call who can solve this problem Ghostbusters well, Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> well who do we rely on and who have we relied on all year round? 
That's our cargo operators, the delivery people. So we get our cargo pilot, Myler, to swoop on in, pick up all the parcels and deliver them to all the good boys and girls and the aviation enthusiasts around the world. Santa retires back to the North Pole to resume distilling the world's strongest hooch. The reindeers recover, but unfortunately an unscrupulous McDonald's franchise owner (laughs) scoops them up into seasonal burgers for the year. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Tusi Tala. (laughs) But worry not, because next year, all of this madness, frivolity and insanity will happen once again. Merry Christmas to you all. And to all a good night. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's have some more audio Christmas message feedback now. And next up is Nick Codling. Well, hello there, PTUK. This is Nick Codling sending my warmest festive greetings and best wishes to you all. Thank you very much for another year that's gone by of providing me with most thoroughly enjoyed podcast entertainment it really is my favorite podcast and you all entertain entertain and delight me regularly and uh, my podcast feed definitely wouldn't be the same without you so uh, very much looking forward to the uh, the christmas special and um, wishing you all the very best for 2021 which i'm sure quite frankly can't be any worse than this year uh, and hopefully we'll all have a, a much nicer time and have lots of aviation stories yet to come thanks again all the best cheers guys oh it wouldn't be a christmas show without it so it's time to hand over to carlos for his annual picture quiz it's the quiz of the week yeah <laughs> live from norwich you got to change teams, I think, because... Uh, yeah, I've got the team list here, so don't panic. It, it has been adjusted. Mike, mm-hmm. I know you do that sort of thing up in Maine where you just, you know, all swap around and change teams, but some of us are married here, you know, mate. <laughs> it gets very cold in the winter, Al. <laughs> oh, goodness. Mike, is that your moose? <laughs> <laughs> And now, from Norwich, it's the Quiz of the Week. And welcome to the Pixelated Airlines of the World Quiz. With me, Carlos. Thank you for joining us. It's the Christmas festive quiz. So we have Team A, Captain Team A, Captain Jeff. You are the team captain for uh, for Team A, um, with your co-pilot being Captain Nick. Go, go Uh, Team A. You've got uh, Paul. You are on Team A as well. Captain Al as well. You're on Team A. And David Corston, you are as well on Team A. Team B. So the team captain for Team B. Andy, Mr. Wilson, you oh, are ooh, Team B's captain. That. 
<laughs> I know, I know. We like to shock you on this quiz. Uh, so you are Team B's captain. And, uh, well, the with... thing is, Andy, we've noticed that you've been working very hard behind the scenes and you are a team player, so we thought we'd give you a shot this time, OK? <laughs> Thanks, mate. That's, so, that's, that's, that's a proper bottom HR. <laughs> I can say, yeah. Somebody's now, no one's Somebody... looking at you and no one's expecting much. Just don't screw up. <laughs> it's just like when you do one of those training days an airline and you'll nominate someone to write it on the board and then present <laughs> yeah. to the rest of the yeah. class yeah essentially you've just got to take, take the notes Andy that's all that's all that means is like when you're the team captain you, you've got to give the answers <laughs> so Andy Andy's uh, Andy's second in command I, I don't know if I'm going to be in trouble for saying this but your uh, your <laughs> second in command is uh, Matt Oh no! Ha! <laughs> <About> time. <laughs> You're doomed. <laughs> uh, and you've also got Brian Coleman on your team. And... Just confirm this whole quiz is about the A320, yeah? No, yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> <laughs> Just that. Uh, Micah, Micah as well. You are on Team B. Myla, you are also on Team B. And uh, Grant McCarran, you are also on Team B. No, Dude. Yeah, so how do how do all the captains get stacked on Team A? <laughs> hey, you've got two captains on Team B as well. Yeah, that's good. Say, <laughs> oh, sorry, you y'all never introduced that way. So I was wanting to know. So Brian just gets retiring. nervous. Brian just gets nervous because you guys fly push button jets. Oh, uh, <laughs> let's see what you did there. Let's let's see who's the best out of that after the quiz. So you, <laughs> you'll you'll all get uh, one question each. It'll be a picture of an airline. Uh, which is a ceased a, a cease to exist airlines. It's one that's um, no longer with us. Uh, you'll get a point for, if you guess the name of this the airline. Cheery for the festive show. And Thanks, I know, I know. <laughs> and you will also seems get to a, be the theme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll, you will also it's get a very easy in twenty twenty. Most of them are dead, right? How <laughs> <laughs> true, true that. I, I will yeah. see you soon. The smile wiped off your face when we show one that you've just booked a load of tickets on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It, it might be more difficult to name the ones that are still flying. Yeah, truth. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Uh, anyway. So, yeah, so you'll get one uh, pixelated uh, airline, which you guess you can guess or try and guess the uh, airline. You'll get, uh, uh, obviously, a bonus point as well. That's a bonus, obviously, because I love giving bonus points, as Matt will know, with the Christmas discos. Uh, <laughs> so the, the bonus point will be if you can uh, guess the year that the airline uh, ceased oh. to operate as well. Oh, so double. Double-sided uh, quiz, this one. So uh, if everyone's ready, so te- we know what the teams are. We know what the teams are, don't we? So that's all good. So, uh, Matt, if you'd like to pop up the first one for Team A. So uh, for Team A, right, okay, fair enough. Uh, here we go. So Team A, if you can. Uh, uh, Berlin. What's her name? Um, Anybody and, uh, Cap- uh, Captain Jeff has to give the last definitive answer. Yeah. For me. Yeah. The captains have to give the. Uh, it's uh, the one that got bankrupt in in Germany. It was flying a lot from Berlin uh, or Berlin. Okay. So what year do we think that was? I'm not it sure, wasn't this actually. year. It was last year, wasn't it? It was 2019. Yeah. Yeah, so actually, hang on. Let, let, hang on. Let's just, just rewind from that. Actually, it's a bit earlier than that because. Uh, in I'm just trying to think. 2017, Virgin Atlantic acquired some of the XR Berlin aircraft, didn't they? The Berlin, so, yes. Yeah, so the Berlin bombers that would have been 2017, then, wouldn't it? 16, even. Yeah. I, so, I would say 20. I would say 2017, but I'm not sure. But I'm pretty sure Air Berlin is the logo because. So I've, you're going with Air Berlin, yeah? Are we? Is that the final? Okay, I don't know. I, I, the captain needs to decide, but I'm yeah. pretty sure it's Air Berlin. 
And I would yes, say so the senior one needs to speak. The elderly yes. one needs to voice his opinion. Right. So they. Uh, so we're going there, but we're going. We're going. We're going with. Uh, we, we need the elderly Jeff. one needs to turn his hearing aid on. Are you there, Jeff? Yeah. I hear you. I was just, he I needs was just, uh, to get the Ouija board out. I'm just going to disappear out. for the moment. Okay, I'll be right back. <laughs> and, and, and now we see why in okay. Spanish, flying high or airplane was called "¿Y dónde está el piloto?" Where's the pilot? <laughs> They were watching uh, the show. Okay, so final answer. Air is, Berlin. That is correct. That's one point for you. Ding, ding. And, and what year? What year? I think 2017. We're going to go with 2017. And we just, Wikipedia says yes. Okay. Oh, no, you're not supposed to be using Wikipedia. <laughs> That's cheating. Uh, so I'm not team A. Yeah, we're, we're, going to, uh, we're going to unpixelate Brilliant. the image. That is the unpixelated image. There you go. And are they correct or not, Carlos? Yes, they are correct. Yeah. October seventeenth. Yeah. Very good. Okay, October. You did, you didn't ask for the month. To be fair, you just asked for the year. No, just so. just for the year. Yeah. Just for the year. <laughs> okay. So that's that's full full points for right, team A then. Oh, points. very good. Okay. So what's that? So, two points. Yeah, oh, hello. Oh, there we hello. go. Right, <laughs> right. Team. Okay, well, we'll just take our trophy and go. Thanks very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Next, team B. What's uh, what's this airline? Any thoughts? Actually, I think I know, but I'm team A. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we have a, a chance if they mess it I up. I think it's Aloha Airlines, but I have no idea what well, you... it can't because it's still got the lid on it. Yeah. <laughs> right, okay. Uh, your final answer is, is... Is that your final answer, Andrew? Just right, take a guess of the year. The team's talking. Um, yeah, I have no ideas? clue. No idea. I, what, what about can, a year? Can, I've Can you get no some US airlines here. instead of all European ones? <laughs> we're, we're getting there, Brian. We're getting there. Okay. Okay. Come on. Whoa, whoa. All right. Should I just take a guess? So, Andy, you're, you're first. Yeah, you're, uh, what's the airline? I, I don't Aloha. think it's US. That is correct. Ding, ding. Well done. And what year did Aloha see? That's US, by the way. I, just want to say. I was going to say, Brian, <laughs> I mean, I know you're in California, but I, I mean, how much closer <laughs> do you want to be? <laughs> they speak a different language there. <laughs> what, 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 uh, year, what year are we going for, guys? What year are we going 19... for? 96. Negative, negative, no, negative. No, 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 negative. Um, negative, negative. 2008, well 2008. 2008. Sure 2008. All right, then. 2008. We'll go with that. I'll give you that point, even though Mike was frantically looking on Google Wikipedia. Not me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Are we allowed to cheat like that? <laughs> no, you're not. No looking on <laughs> linking Google, you lot, honestly. Also, you just suddenly they, remembered. Are they in alphabetical order? No, 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 no. These are random. I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Get I would have bonus points because for question one, we didn't cheat. <laughs> yeah. Hey, who says we cheated? Right. Yeah. Can you flash up? Where's your I evidence? Can see Mike's Mike? eyes looking Could you, at the can you flash up the uh, next one for Team A, please? Mike? Yes. Okay. Team A, your next the cataract picture. surgery, Jeff. <laughs> ah. Oh, here come the excuses. Uh, question three. Oh, oh. I know this. Um, ah. Hmm. Grant, I could see Grant going, I know where bloody is. Shoot. Can I be on ah. Team Man? I know this one. And I deliberately put you on Team B, Grant, because I knew you would know who this well, is. So this was yeah. obviously... Hey, hey do you want to give him a bigger one. hint? Um, Sheesh. Um, no, no, talk about cheating. not answer or something Grant's like that, is it? Grant's Italian. Oh, you don't know. Okay. <laughs> and, and Nick's not cheating at all over there. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot remember. So, any any ideas on the the airline? 
like Anset or something like that? Well, I'm going to say, in the, I mean, in the absence of anything else, should we go with Anset? I can't even remember what the Anset logo was like. Was it? I mean, they had I four. They had four aircraft, so. But it's got to be something. <laughs> there are four. There are four actually, picture, does that look actually. like? Yeah. Does that look like a star? Is that a white star? Were there any airlines with a like white a star? star? Is it not something to do with Fiji or something? I don't remember. Okay, so just... They um yeah they probably have more than one color and they yeah I, I would say it's Anset Australia. Um, well, we're yeah, not coming up with any other super duper ideas, are we? Send me a tax grant. So you're going to go. With, <laughs> so what, what is your final answer, Captain Jeff? Uh, the final answer is uh, ANSET Australia. Well done. One yeah. point. One point. And what is a year oh. of ANSET's demise? Oh, we didn't really talk about that. Quite a while ago. The turn of the yeah. century. It had to be it's around 2001. In the 80s? Yeah, it could. Yeah, or I don't know. It could be also post nine eleven. I've got no idea. No idea. I have no so idea. I'm... But let's let's just pick one year. It's just you have to give an answer. Let's say two thousand and two. Okay, well, you can blame me then let's if go, you're wrong. Let's, yeah, <laughs> you, you googling person, you. And that was correct. Two thousand. Oh no way! Oh, oh no, I just guessed. I didn't yeah. Google. Two thousand two. Well done, Google. And I always thought Anisette was an Italian liqueur. And <laughs> well, Grant would know he is Italian. Anyway, French. No, to be honest, Jeff, at your age, you shouldn't I'm be googling it, anyway. I'm, I'm not googling. <laughs> oh, okay. Out of interest, Anset actually, um, Anset went into receivership just after 9/11. Oh, that's what I thought. Ah, yeah. So thank you. 2001 could technically have been yeah. correct because yeah. 2002 was when it was wound up, but um, 2001 could have been correct as well because that's when it when it, they closed the doors and stopped flying. And uh, yeah, friends of mine were um, caught up in that. Oh. Oh, According to Wikipedia, it says the la- their last flight touched down March fifth, two thousand two. Was it? I thought it was just after two thousand. My God! I, hey, Wikipedia is never wrong. <laughs> and on that happy note, Matt. <laughs> so anyway, on to the next one. one. For team okay, B. it doesn't matter. We'll stop next the count one. now, and we'll just move on. Okay? Stop <laughs> okay. the count. Team B. Right. Team B. So next if, one. If you can do the introduction again, please, Carlos, when the camera's on you. Fair play. Fair play. So. Well, the introduction, David Corson, originally met. Next one for Team B, then. Next one for Team B. What's this one? What's this airline? Oh, I know. Oh, I do know this one. I used to fly on their L-1011s to Florida. Hmm? That's American Transair. That is correct. But, uh, what, what, what's what, the uh, year? Uh, I want to say, and this is not my final answer, <laughs> I want to say 2008 or 9, but I can't remember which one. I I'm never heard of no idea. Like, I would never have You never heard of ATA? Indiana. Indianapolis. ATA. Yeah. Tackiest livery ever. <laughs> it was beautiful. <laughs> Who's American on our team? Who's American on TB? Brian, any idea? No, I'm trying to look it up and I can't find it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. without, without looking it up, Go on, it. Really went bust in 2008. That is correct. Well done. No Andy. Andy, is that because they had a free bar and you travelled with them quite a bit? Is there any connection there? <laughs> okay, next one. Matt, for Team uh, A, this is your next one. Hmm. Uh, that be Braniff? British, I think it oh, is Braniff International. International. Yeah. Braniff Maybe, uh, maybe uh, yeah. I'm not sure. Okay. Your final answer, Jeff, is is that your final answer for that one? For the um... uh, well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Final right. answer, Braniff that, International. That is correct. And what uh, year did uh, Braniff 
cease oh, uh, that would have been in the was it in the 70s or 80s it was 70 or 80s i would say 80s it would be 80s, 80s. Yeah. but there's brenneth and brenneth because um, i wasn't around in the 70s and i remember them um, <laughs> right i don't 19 I know it's always you look. It's two thousand and one. It's always two thousand eight. So in eighty to eighty nine because it's eighty seven because of the stock crash. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's always linked to a crisis. <laughs> so, yeah. When was the Suez crisis? Uh, eighty four. Have to push you for the answer. Time is uh, running out. Uh, go Jeff, for it, Jeff. Go, just, just go invent whatever. Paul, you say something. Eighty seven. Nineteen eighty seven. Final answer. Uh, that's incorrect. Sorry. <laughs> We're going to throw it over to Team B. Team so B, they get the bonus for this the, point. Oh my God. You can steal sure. this point, Team B, if you can get this answer, Team B. This, you, you can steal I'm it. I'm sure time to Google. Sure I, I was going to say, I looked it up, so I'll have to disqualify yeah. myself. I'm pretty sure it was 84. I was going to say, if they, if they come up with the answer, it will be a steal. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was 84, and they merged into Continental. They were bought out by Continental. I think it was around 84. Final answer, Andy. No, think earlier. Don't say 84. Final answer. I'm not saying a word. <laughs> you t- honestly, that is correct. 1982. Yes! Well done. Unbelievable. <laughs> I'm too young for this quiz. <laughs> oh, you'll be fine, Marley. You'll, you'll get some in a moment. You'll get some. In a so this no this bonus next- point. No bonus points for knowing that they merged into Continental. That Continental bought them out. That you'll oh, get a deduction think... of points if, if you carry on, Mike. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, wow. Wait, wait, wait so, so technically, since, since United bought Continental, or they merged, then Braniff's still in business. Brian, I'm going to have to delete some 16 points off this one. <laughs> oh. Oh. Running, for running on nonsense. But that, didn't like my no! logic. <laughs> but that's like calling, hang on, guys, by Brian's logic, it's a Boeing DC-3. <laughs> Because Douglas got bought by Boeing. And if you look at some Boeing adverts, they actually show a DC-3 as being a Boeing aircraft. Yep. Anyway, move swiftly on. Uh, team, team, <laughs> team B, this is your, this is your, your one. Team B, this is your, uh, your next one. Hmm. Oh, yeah, everyone knows yeah. that one. You, you've missed one out, Matt. That one. Yes, oh. yes, yes. You've, you've missed oh. one out, Matt. Abort, abort. You've missed what do you mean abort? Out. They have it already. Why? Well, you've, got, yeah. you've got to give us that one now. Yeah, I already, yeah. What? Especially I mean, if we know the answer. Q, Q6, Matt. Q6. Oh, right. Oh, sorry. I've moved on too yeah. quickly. Yeah, but... Matt's Matt's one. No, sorry. Sorry, you can't... No, yeah, but, but... no there's no... <laughs> that's minus six million points for you. That's not okay. fair. We knew that one. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Legitimately, without looking it up, we knew that one. There we go. <laughs> okay, right. No matter whether we Next know or one. not, give the answer to the last one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Team B, this is your next one. I know the answers to both of them on this, but I'm not going to open my mouth yet. See if anybody else know on the team? Nope. That's why we're glad we've got you. <laughs> okay, that's, Andy. That's Dan here. That's correct. Ding, ding. Well done. And what uh, what was the year on this one? 1992. That's correct. Well done. Ding, ding. <laughs> wow. Dan Air. Taking, taking the lead from Captain L. We'll just stop there now, thanks. Bye. <laughs> so, moving. Moving on to Team A. This one, if you don't get, obviously now we're, we're going to cry. But Team A, this is your one. I mean, come on. I, I think... <laughs> I would say... This is not the final answer. I would say Flyby, but 
Okay. Like I've never, I've never flown Fly B, so I no, actually I, yes, it yeah, it, it is a Dash Eight and it is Fly B, isn't it? If you unpixelate it, so uh, yeah, because the dots under the yeah. Uh, final answer, Jeff. Final answer for you is final answer is Fly B. That is correct. Ding ding, well done. And, and the year. Oh, that's, that was up. that was last year. That was 2019, but they got sold. I don't know what which date. Well, actually, they they technically are still in operation. Exactly, right? They apply for an AOC again. So. Uh, yeah. So I think they were sold in liquidation and sold in 2019. So that would yeah. be the end, I guess. Yeah. 2019 would be the question that uh, that Carlos is looking for. But uh, they started having troubles in 2018, so I don't know which one. Uh, 2019. Well, they started having trouble about 30 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Someone said, let's create an airline. (laughs) Okay. I think uh, the consensus on Team A is 2019. Okay, I'll give you that one. 2019. At the end of 2019. Well done. Let me give it that. That is the correct answer. (laughs) (laughs) At your discretion. I thought it was this year. I thought, it was this year. Again. I thought it was 2020. It was 2020. <laughs> it was this year, wasn't it? March the 8th. No, the, I mean, Isn't it February? Like February yeah, it was before, 25 it was, or something? It was just as coronavirus was kicking off this year. Yeah, it was beginning mm. of March. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. That was, that was, that was strange. They were saying they Go were mad. sold to a, a third party in 2019. So that's the end. But then that third party, I think, kept it alive for a bit more. So I... Okay, so so when, we need so when, when does the liquidator is that the liquidator starting or is that the liquidator? First of all, we off? need we need a ruling. Was the answer of twenty nineteen correct or incorrect? Okay. Well, producer John says incorrect, so we'll, no, we'll come we'll, on. We'll, <laughs> okay, all right then. So and the last flight was March the 9th, twenty twenty. Yeah. Okay. So this presumably is for the steel. Then is that correct? Yes. Okay. Oh dear. Okay. Oh, controversy. Quick, I hope you've recorded that accordingly. Anyway. I like playing with, playing with you t- cheaters. <laughs> so, so, so Team B for burn, baby. Okay, I'm going to still say, look, they were sold to, like, what, Virgin Connect, whoever, like, Stobart in 2019. So that was the end of Fly B. Correct. Got, yes. minus, yeah, so that's 2019. Minus, minus 10 billion points for you, Paul, for your second <laughs> Come so on! That, that, that was all over again, guys. Hang on. They were still <laughs> flying under the fly the operating certificate, is what yeah, producer so Paul is saying. Continental is still uh, alive, right? Tell you what, Paul, they're clearly <laughs> desperate on Team B. We'll just let them have the point. Yeah, you're right. gracious about it, okay? Christmas. Clearly, it's really hurting them. We'd rather beat you by 10 points than 9. Oh, wow. What was in those mince pies, Al? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I think it's Team A's go next, isn't it? I don't team, know. Uh, drink. Team, oh, God. Team, B. team, B. team B's go now. Okay, all right then. So it's Team B's go, and this is their picture. Ah, oh, I know that one. <laughs> I know it as well. Anybody else on our team? Yeah, Space Invaders. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's an arcade game from Japan. Is it... Uh... But you do get a bonus point for pronouncing it properly. Go on then, Andy. What did you say in Bosmas? I I was thinking Garuda, but I think they're still going, aren't they? Yeah, they are indeed still going. Germania. Arguably. Your final answer was was, uh, Germania. Guatemala. Yeah, yeah, of course. Well done. That's uh, one point. Well done for you, Germania. Germania. What's the year on this one, uh, Andy, for your team? Uh, Not that long ago, is it? Definitely bus by 2019. Um, and they still had a, such a horrendous logo. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like a 
when uh, when they were operating, they used to come into Manchester, and one of the ATC controllers called them Germania, and the Germania captain completely and utterly threw his toys out of the cot on the radio <laughs> and proceeded to lecture this controller that it was Germania and not Germania, to which the controller <laughs> took a pause and went, "Thanks very much for that, Germania eight six seven." Um, yeah. I'm going to say <laughs> what we're going to what we're going to say for the year. Then I'm going to say 20, uh, 2018. Sorry, we're going to have to pass that on to Team oh. A to steal. <coughs> Can you give me a year for that one, Team A? Well, I'm trying to remember if it was before or after Monarch. So that's a tricky one because Monarch was 2017. Um, anybody got any thoughts? Paul, what do you reckon? No, I can't. I can't remember because I, in these years, but I can't remember. Which, mm. I, th- I flipped a coin for you. Say before. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone trying to throw us off? Anyone on team A? <laughs> so let's go for 2016 or what? 2016. <laughs> go for 2016, Jeff. There you go. Uh, 2016. Sorry, that's incorrect, guys. It's 2019. Oh, 2019. Does it come back to us now? For no points at all <laughs> on that one. Sorry. Thanks a lot, Brian. Right. It's <laughs> a lot. Moving on to You're a master team. at Googling. <laughs> Captain Jeff, when did you ever trust me? When? Uh, never. <laughs> never again. Okay. On, on to the team next. Team A. Team A for this for this next one then. All right. Huh. Wait, Ooh. I thought well, that was just us, I thought. Wasn't that us that just did the no, no, you guys you're got stealing our bonus. No, you did, you did, you did you the stole steal. the bonus. You done the steal. He's trying to yeah. steal. So what is oh. he failed to steal? That's the Ava- Avengers something. But I don't know. <laughs> so it's, it's a red tail with some vomit on it. Exactly. <laughs> so, that's half the bloody airlines around. Right. What on earth is this? No. I haven't known any of them yet. Jeff. David. Uh, Not a clue. No. Not a clue. No, I'm afraid I'm completely at a loss on that Should one. We just... Jeff, you... Andy knows. Jeff, are you going to pass on this one? Uh, I guess we're going to have to pass. Okay, yeah. Team B, you've Go got on, Andy. Steel. Yep, that's Kingfisher. Ding! Oh, oh my God! Oh, team yes. B. What? Well done. Oh, of course. Like the beer. And yeah. uh, if you can guess wow. the year, we're going to get. Obviously, the bonus point has to stay with Team A. So uh. if you can guess the, the year, Team A, you will get. You will at least get one point. What do you mean so. the bonus? Oh, so we. we oh, okay. you still get to keep the okay. bonus point if you can guess the year. No one yeah, I was about to say the rules are not very clear. I'm guessing either 2018 or 2019. Or earlier, I said 2018. No, before that, guys. Before that? Yeah. I mean, maybe now I'm wrong. I don't know. I don't know what to think anymore. I have this. <laughs> I have. It seems earlier. No, I'm guessing at 2018, but um, because they 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 kind of courted bankruptcy for quite a while. Uh, Like Air India, right? Like all the Indian airlines. Uh, We're going to have to push you for an answer, boys. Go for it, Jeff. Just choose a. Jeff says 2016. The actual answer was 2013. No, he, no, he said 20. Oh, right. Yeah, but he says, yeah, but he's 2013. <laughs> I thought Sorry, it was before, all right? No, I think you misheard me. I said 2013. <laughs> <laughs> Go back and listen to the tapes. Hey, so, Carlos, should we count? We count. So, team, team B, this, this one's for you. I can't, I can't get yeah, this. Yeah, I think we know that one. Well, that's yeah. pretty easy. Good yes. old Freddy. Uh, Andy, can we have uh, your um, 
your one? Yeah, that's Laker. Well done. That's a team point for you. Well done, Team B. So the year is going to be tricky. Coming of the year. Yeah, the year is going to be difficult on that. Any ideas, anyone? Wasn't it in the late 70s? Mm. No, because People Express were flying about the same time. So when did Virgin start? Because it was Virgin started not that long afterwards, did they? Yeah, so it would have been the early 80s. It was 80s. early 80s. Yeah. Yeah. Let's pick a year. Go on. Pick a year. Pick a year. Yeah, I was thinking 82. Mm-hmm. All right, is that the consensus, 82? Is that your final answer, Andy? It's a guess, but... 1982, final answer. That is correct, 1982. Yes. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not cheating. I'm even on your team and I'm questioning you. <laughs> you know, I'm going to start. I'm not. Let me, let me get Google up here. So, so, <laughs> Matt can attest, I am a massive, massive geek. Yes. Yeah. Hey, May, this is your next one. And Al, I'll be disappointed if you don't get this, Al. Okay. Well, I know the airline. Oh. Okay. okay. Let's Tell go. us. What's uh, that, so yeah, that's, that's Malev. That's correct. Another point for Team A. Oh, yeah. That's the what, the Bulgarian or Hungarian, whatever? Hungarian. Hungarian, yeah. Hungarian. And uh, what's the year? Ceased operations. Uh, maybe around, I don't know, 2012? Does that sound about right? Yeah. Uh, then. I'm just looking at the reflection in Jeff's glasses with the Google page. No, it's <laughs> earlier than that. I'm... I bet everybody else is doing it. I bet <laughs> you should have got the anti uh, there. Actually, yeah, 2012 uh, it may well be. I'm just trying to think. It'll be around about that sort of time. Is that your final answer, uh, Jeff? I mean, I, I, I'm trying to remember. I remember uh, February just, 14th. Just read the bloody Google page, Jeff. <laughs> um, I remember that day. Uh, the, the Specifically. In 2012. I was walking and I heard about that airline going under. <laughs> Your final answer, Jeff. 2012. Oh, well done. That's a, that's a bonus point for you as well. Well done. <laughs> Got it. Oh. Right? It was in my head. Okay. This one, then, this one for Team B. This one should be quite interesting for you guys to get this. Team B. Oh, I think I know this one. Mexicana. Mexicana. I can't even Mexicana. Andy, your yeah, final answer it. for the airline? Mexicana. Yeah, that's correct. Point for Team B. And uh, guess the year. Burrito. Mexicana. <laughs> no idea. No idea. Anybody? I think it was in the 80s. Uh, I'm looking it up on Google. Yeah, yeah. much later. I was surprised. Literally, everyone is looking stuff on Google (laughs) on my screen right now. Matt, can you cut their their Wi-Fi off? No, I can't. I'm not. (laughs) You're you're aware they're not in the same room as me, right? Oh yeah, sorry. (laughs) The production team need to rethink the concept of this. Yes, yes, (laughs) yes. There will be a meeting after this. I can assure you. I'll go with 2010. What what uh, what year are you going with? 2010. I think it was earlier than that, Brian. No, like like Jeff said, I remember the date so well. Okay, going with 2010. I was drinking a beer that day. 2010 is correct. Well done. At least we cancel their one out, I suppose. <laughs> right, um, team. Not even hiding it anymore. Team I A. This. Is, uh, <laughs> team A. If you don't get this one, then. You all, you all sacked Monday. Hmm. Oh, oh God! Well, oh, that's yeah. a tough one. Okay, yeah, yeah <laughs> we can COVID do that. Airlines. <laughs> <laughs> but your final answer, Jeff. Come on, no, that's no, no, TWA, no. you guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's uh, 
Pan Am. Yeah. Well done. Point to you. And uh, that would have been 90-something. 90, 90. No, no, I saw them in a movie in space once, so they must, they must have been well after then. <laughs> yeah, that movie, uh, that, wasn't that in 2001, that movie? I think. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. But it was made back in the 60s, so it's hard to tell. <laughs> oh, we got I know that one. one. I know that one. It's Pan Am. Right. Hey, <laughs> we're on the wrong team. There must be so, quite, quite a delay going to my yeah. weather. Beaming in on the Jupiter relay. Uh, come on, guys. Uh, okay, come on, yeah. American yeah. friends, American friends. You must remember that. I don't know. Uh, it's got to be like uh, early 90s, I think. Um, what do you think, guys? 92? 92. Final answer, Jim. Okay. Yeah, let's go for that. Let's go for that. Final answer, Jeff? Yes. 1992 is incorrect. Sorry. <coughs> We're going to pass that one over to Team B for a steal. I think, I think it was it's 93. 93. Yeah. Yeah, I think oh. it was 93. I'm saying that, 93. That's also incorrect. It was <coughs> 1991. Oh, there you go. Sorry. Not so long no after Lockerbie. So Jeff was right then because he said early 90s. He must get a point yep. for that. No, no points. <laughs> yeah, no points. Right. How, about, how about this, Carlos? Their, their last flight landed in Miami. The last flight. Minus ever. 60 points for you, Monica, for waffling. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. All right. So uh, team, team B. Actually, didn't they carry on going afterwards as a seaplane operator? And a train um yeah, out, the train. trains run right past my house. Train? Yeah, yeah. Train. Yeah. Okay. Oh wow! So we're going to do our last one now. So, t- so team B, team, this is our team last B. one. Now. Team B, yeah. this will be your last one. Here we go, Team B. Yeah. Nice, nice hard one for you. That's what she Which said. Which air force is that? <laughs> oh, sorry. And they get Pan Am. <laughs> Come on, yeah. that's easy. Is that, is that Buzz? It couldn't that's give us easy. Eastern or TWA or even National. Lemon Airlines. Yeah. It's yeah. It's going to say an Ohio State Buckeye. Same B. Ammonia. What's this? Being zested. What is it? Any ideas? <laughs> Not a Zesty. clue. Come on, Andy. Orange is a new black. Not a clue. Uh, was there a Pac-Man Airlines? <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling if you showed it to me unpixelated, I wouldn't know what it was. Yeah, I feel the same. I have a feeling you would. Uh, are, are you are you passing on this, uh, Andy? No, Wait, I, it's a color right on that? Yes, the color is correct, yes. Because it kind of looked like the Continental logo, but the wrong color. Well, if you change the design and the color, you can make it any logo you want, actually. <laughs> Excellent point. <laughs> put, put Final answer, Andy. Final answer, Andy. Put, put and, the photo up again. Yeah, what is that? It doesn't look like a Continental Sun, does it? It's the best I could come up with. I can see what you're saying, Brian. I don't know, but I think Captain L wants to eat it. <laughs> That's what she And said. time's Ooh. up, Andy. We need that final answer from you, please. Oh, Buzz. Sorry, that's incorrect. We can pass it over to Team A for a steal. Uh, has anyone else got an idea? I think it's Condor. The German guys? Yeah. Maybe. Jeff, I'm is that sure. the final answer from your team? Condor's still going, uh, aren't they? Con- yeah, I think they're still... I don't know. 2020 is so weird that... I don't- that- Condor 2020, what do you think, guys? My assumption is Condor is not is still going. Yeah, they were going okay. last year. That, is that your final answer, Jeff? There we go. Well, hold on, give us a second. Hey, they had more time. Uh that's the rush. You also had all of our okay, time. We're having a chat. They yeah. have to do a Google yeah. image search. Come on. <laughs> don't forget. <laughs> have a pixelated image. Oh, don't forget you also had all of our time as well. 
Yeah, I know. Damn straight. <laughs> Ooh, so competitive, man. I don't know. Oh, so your final answer, Jeff. Andor. That's incorrect. Sorry, it was actually <laughs> Primera Airlines. Oh, oh yeah, because we've all flown them. What? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I can I can offer a bonus point up uh, if you can guess uh, the the year on that one, Team B. Nineteen seventeen. Yeah. Oh, two. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So this was... Was that uh, 2018? Yeah, I'd say 2018 as well. Seems pretty modern as a logo, so yeah. Yeah, Final answer, Andy? (laughs) Yeah, final answer, 2018. That's correct. Well done. Point to you. Because I think Jet 2 took their slots at Stansted, didn't they? They still still owe me some money from a cancelled flight. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not here. Uh, okay, good luck with that, David. Uh, okay, so okay. Carlos, what are How the final long ago scores? Was that? that was 2018. You're still okay. Do you pay by credit card, David? Unfortunately, not. No. Oh, you see. I, I think it was a grand sum of twenty euros. So it's like. Oh right. Okay. Where were you going? Where were you going? The states. <laughs> I wonder why they went bust. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> and the winner of the Christmas quiz, the Pixelated Airlines. That cease to exist quiz is Team B with fifteen points. Oh. Oh, wow! Recaps. Yeah. <laughs> so what's so what's our prize? Um, Bellowing in no, the fact that you got... cheated from the very <laughs> first round. <laughs> we beat them by. Well, how many points did Team A get? Uh, ten. Oh, oh, is it a healthy win? Wow! Smackdown. It's just like a Trump victory. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll walk away from politics if we may, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, okay, lovely. All right. Okay, and that concludes the quiz. So what should we do next? I know, let's stick with what's rapidly becoming another PTUK tradition. Uh, it's time for a holiday message from Uncle Micah. A spooky, itchy, alarming Christmas in three, two, So it was the fall of 1975 when I met my friend Danny. He lived a couple of miles away from me in New Jersey, but because he lived in a different school district, we attended different high schools. Even though his school was less than a half a mile from my house, we met in Athens, Ohio, some 600 miles away. Danny and I were the same age and graduated from high school the same year, but he was a year behind me in college. He took part in an American Field Service scholarship program that allowed him to take a second senior year in Kansas City, Missouri. That had him enter Ohio University as a freshman a year after me. I'd been hired as a resident assistant at OU, and Danny would often sit with me during my duty shift in the dorm staff office. We had a lot of things in common, including our warped sense of humor, and became good friends. We had both grown up reading National Lampoon magazine, and before that, Mad magazine. In fact, Danny had a lifetime subscription to the latter. His uncle, Bill Gaines, was a founder and publisher of EC Comics and Mad. Being that we lived close to each other in New Jersey, Danny and I would often fly back and forth together on breaks from college. Now, this was before airline deregulation in the USA, which had some advantages. Although based on the cost of living, airfares were much higher than they are now, it did allow us to choose any airline we wanted, as a fare would be exactly the same. This gave us a chance to fly all the carriers that flew the route. Generally, we flew from Newark, as it was the airport easiest to get to from where we lived. Technically, LaGuardia was closer, but with traffic considerations, it was not the favorite of our folks who would take turns driving us to and from the airport. 
But LaGuardia was my favorite, because from there, we could fly an American Airlines 727. American had the best in-flight entertainment as far as I was concerned. Now remember, in the 1970s, in-flight entertainment was limited. There were no seatback video screens. On some long flights, you might be issued a pneumatic headset that allowed you to listen to some pre-programmed music through the hollow tubes. But the in-flight entertainment that I loved on American Airlines was American Airlines Magazine. Back then, famed science fiction writer Isaac Asimov had a regular column. When flying from Newark, the choices were TWA or Allegheny Airlines. You may be more familiar with Allegheny by the name U.S. Air that they changed to in 1979. Throughout the 1970s, Allegheny had a bad reputation for service and were often jokingly referred to as Agony Airlines. The name change was part of a rebranding in order to try to change that reputation. The joke during that rebranding period was that their model was, We're changing our name, but not our service. They were still awful for quite some time to come. For those that don't know, U.S. Air merged with American back in 2013, and that's how American ended up with their Charlotte hub. Generally, we would fly into Columbus, Ohio, and find some way down to Athens, home of Ohio University, some 75 miles to the southwest. TWA would bring us air on a 727 and Allegheny on a DC-9. But sometimes, we would fly to Parkersburg, West Virginia on Allegheny, about 40 miles east of Athens, but a longer drive with more difficult transportation. The good thing about flying to Parkersburg was being able to fly on one of Allegheny's BAC-111s. But I digress. While we were still in high school, Danny found a job at the Paramus Park Mall, which at the time was one of the largest indoor shopping malls in the world. The mall was located, aptly enough, in Paramus, New Jersey, a town in the northern part of the state, near the intersection of State Highways Route 17 and Route 4. The word Paramus is from the original Native American name for the area. I always thought the English translation would be land of many shopping malls, but that's my warped sense of humor at play again. Technically, there's still discussion as to whether the word Paramus means land of turkeys or pleasant stream. I'd have to say that from my personal experience, it would be land of turkeys, as Paramus is often filled with turkeys, including the turkey telling you this story now. In modern times, Paramus has become a retail paradise. Many of the roads are lined almost wall-to-wall, -wall, or maybe parking lot to parking lot, with stores and malls. Strangely enough, Paramus is also one of the last places left in the USA that has very restrictive Sunday, Thanksgiving, and Christmas blue laws. No shopping is allowed on Sundays, Thanksgiving, or Christmas Day. On those days, with the exceptions of gas stations, restaurants, and grocery stores, all stores are closed by law. The malls and most all retail stores are left empty. But even with this rule in place, Paramus is consistent year after year and having the most retail sales of any postal code in the United States. These blue laws are really the basis of this holiday tale. You see, while stores and malls in Paramus are closed for shopping on Sunday, Thanksgiving, and Christmas, they aren't necessarily all closed to employees. It's based on a vague set of blue laws that are still open for interpretation, but technically, work can be done in the malls as long as there's no shopping going on. This is where Danny and I came into play for a few years. One of Danny's tasks in his job for Paramus Park was to maintain all of the mall's Christmas displays. Now, you can't do this while there are shoppers milling about. That would spoil the magic the displays are trying to create. 
So during our college breaks, Nanny and I, and sometimes my brother Rick, would go into the mall via a back service entrance on Christmas Day, the Sunday before and the Sunday after, and work on the displays. Now I've got to tell you, there was a certain fun and excitement to doing this work, but it was also kind of eerie. Think about a huge, empty, silent, indoor shopping mall, void of people. It was cold, dark, and shadowy, with only a few work lights on, some Christmas lights flashing, and some scattered skylights with diffused glass that offer the cloudy gray light of a winter's day. This shopping mall, usually crowded and brightly illuminated, was devoid of life. It was like being in a zombie apocalypse film. Not only was it dark, it was quiet. The big indoor waterfall was turned off. The escalators were stopped and silent. Everything was still. The upstairs food court, normally with a balcony full of people looking down at shoppers below, was empty. All the gates to the restaurants were down, keeping them safe from intruders, but making the upper floor look like a big empty prison. It was a scary experience walking through this empty mall. Just in case you didn't know, malls are set up so you can't see from one end to the other. This is done intentionally, to keep shoppers from heading directly to a destination. It's a means to manage traffic in an attempt to divert attention and intrigue people to stop, look around, and maybe make purchases in multiple stores. But when a mall is dark and empty, it means you can't see around corners. You can't see what might be up ahead or behind you. It's just plain spooky. The big turns in the mall, where a shorter corridor might split off, or where the mall is purposely angled, was where the big Christmas displays were located. These centralized areas were where they would be the most noticeable to shoppers and were wider areas in the mall where people could congregate. The displays included Christmas trains, Santa's workshop, reindeer play, and of course Santa's castle where children could line up to meet Santa and tell him what they wanted for Christmas. So Danny, my brother Rick and I would go from display to display and see what was needed. Sometimes we had to move mannequins, change lights, recover exteriors, or add snow crystals. Snow crystals, you ask? Yes, snow crystals. Snow displays were made from cardboard or fiberboard to create the shape. That was coated with a cottony fabric or polyfill. And to make it glisten like snow, it was sprinkled with snow crystals. The problem was, the snow crystals would eventually fall off or get dirty. They needed to be replenished and made fresh. It was a major part of what we would do each day. But replacing snow crystals was also the most miserable part of the job. There was no good way to get them from the large bags they came in onto the displays. It had to be done by hand, scooping and tossing. But the problem was they got everywhere. And no, I don't mean all over the floor. That could easily be vacuumed up. I mean all over the person scooping them and anyone standing nearby. Snow crystals wouldn't just get on your clothes. They would get underneath, through any opening. Up shirt sleeves, down necks, up your pants cuffs, under your socks. The real problem was they itched. It was like being covered with the worst bug bites you could possibly experience. At least it felt like that. In this day and age, those snow crystals would probably be considered hazardous waste, but thankfully they didn't kill us. And if you didn't scratch too hard, they, they wouldn't leave marks. So there we were, Christmas Day, working in a dark, empty mall. There were four big Christmas displays, and we had finished two of them. It was now late afternoon, and it was starting to get dark outside something we noticed since most of the lights were off and the skylights had been quite visible to us. It was time to grab something to drink and take a bio break. 
So we decided to walk up the motionless escalators by the stopped waterfall, use the restrooms up there, then grab our drinks from the fridge in the corporate mall office and sit in the food court for a quick rest. For some obvious reasons, and some not so obvious, our first stop was the restroom. We took our bio breaks, but then did our best to wash some of the snow crystals off ourselves. The itching was unbearable. Rick finished first and went out to the food court to wait for Danny and me. We continued to rinse snow crystals off ourselves when all of a sudden we heard an alarm wailing. It startled us, and we both jumped, splashing each other to the point where our shirts were soaked. We grabbed some paper towels to try to dry off as we ran out of the bathroom to see what was going on. The alarm was louder when we got out into the food court, and it echoed through a dark and empty mall. All we could see was Rick with a look of horror on his face as he looked at us, not knowing what to do. We didn't know either. When we asked him what happened, he said, I don't know. I just put my foot up on the gate to tie my shoe, and then the alarm started. Shortly after that, we saw a rotund middle-aged security guard lumbering up the stopped escalator. What are you kids doing here? he said as he drew his baton. Danny identified himself and explained who we were and what we were doing. Rick told him how he accidentally set off the alarm, and the guard said, Wait here, as he went to reset it. With the alarm silenced, the guard came back and asked us how much longer we would be. We told him it would be a few more hours, and he warned us not to set off any more alarms. Apparently, his whole family came down to the mall, and they were having their Christmas dinner together in the security office. He said we had scared his family half to death when the alarm went off, and he didn't want to have to run around the mall again on Christmas Day. We apologized and wished him a Merry Christmas, then grabbed our drinks and went back to work. It was a long few hours, but we had learned a couple of valuable lessons. The first was that those gates have hair-trigger alarms. Well, maybe more of a foot-trigger. But the other thing we learned was that trying to rinse snow crystals off in a bathroom sink only spreads them around and makes you itch more and in more places. Oy. We finished up and went home. I don't know what time it was, but it felt really late, as it gets dark very early in the afternoon in northern New Jersey that time of year. When Rick and I got back home, I let him shower first. His day had been rougher than mine, having set off the alarm like that. After we both showered and finally stopped itching, we were called for dinner, a late dinner in our house, I might add. Our wonderful mother delayed it for us so we could all sit down as a family. Mom had been working hard in the kitchen all day and made us one of our favorites her homemade spaghetti sauce with sweet Italian sausages and meatballs, as well as her wonderful veal cutlets milanese. How could I tell you a Christmas story without talking about some great food? I bet you thought I missed that part of the story this year. We sat down for dinner with Mom and Dad and our youngest brother. How was Christmas Day at the mall, they asked. Which brings me back to the beginning of this story. Anyway, for the plane talking safety geeks, airline pilots, spectacular Christmas extravaganza 2020, or whatever we're calling this. From here in Portland, Maine, in the USA, Merry Christmas. From your main man, Uncle Micah. Oh, thanks, Micah. Well, Christmas wouldn't be Christmas without a carol, so uh, all of our podcast hosts are now going to attempt to do what has basically become the 15 days of Christmas. On the first day of Christmas, my true love sent to me a barking Alfie. On the second day of Christmas, an L-1011 flew, three engines roaring, making cars really merry. <laughs> On the third day of Christmas, my true love sent to me 
three, Cessna's crushing. Carlos really merry. A barking Alfie. On the fourth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me four gold stripes. Three, Cessna's crushing. Carlos really merry. A barking Alfie. On the fifth day of Christmas, my airline gave to me Five whole days of four gold stripes. Three Cessna's crushing. Carlos really merry. A barking Alfie. On the sixth day of Christmas, my love kept to me six cups of coffee. Five whole days of four gold stripes. Three Cessna's crushing. Carlos really merry. A barking Alfie. On the seventh day of Christmas, my true love gave to me seven S3 Vikings. Six cups of coffee. Five whole days of <laughs> four gold stripes. Three Cessna's crushing. Carlos really merry. A barking Alfie. On the eighth day of Christmas, the cabin crew gave to me a box of Biscoff cookies, seven S3 Vikings, six cups of coffee, five whole days of four gold stripes, three Cessna's crushing, Carlos really merry, a barking Alfie. On the ninth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me nine Trent 1000 failures, a box of Biscoff cookies, Seven S3 Vikings. Six cups of coffee. Five whole days of <laughs> four gold stripes. Three crashing Cessnas. Carlos really merry. A barking Alfie. On the tenth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. Ten hawks are looping. Nine Trent 1000 failures. A box of Biscoff cookies. Seven S3 Vikings. Six cups of coffee. Five whole days of <laughs> four gold stripes. Three crashing Cessnas. Carlos really merry. A barking Alfie. On the eleventh day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. Eleven L1011s. Ten hawks are looping. Nine Trent 1000 failures. A box of Biscoff cookies. Seven S3 Vikings. Six cups of coffee. Five whole days of <laughs> four gold stripes. Three crashing Cessnas. Carlos really merry. A barking Alfie. On the twelfth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me Twelve cans of craft beer drinking Eleven L1011s Ten hawks are looping Nine Trent 1000 failures A box of Biscoff cookies Seven S3 Vikings Six cups of coffee Five whole days of <laughs> Four gold stripes Three crashing Cessnas Carlos really merry A barking Alfie on the 13th day of Christmas, my true love gave to me 13.99ers 12 cans of craft beer drinking 11 L1011s 10 hawks are looping 9 Trent 1000 failures A box of Biscoff cookies 7 S3 Vikings 6 cups of coffee 5 whole days of <laughs> 4 gold stripes 3 crashing Cessnas Carlos really merry A barking Alfie
On the 14th day of Christmas, my true love sent to me 14 flying fellows, 13 99ers, 12 cans of craft beer drinking, 11 L10 11s, 10 hawks are looping, 9 Trent 1000 failures, a box of Biscoff cookies, 7 S3 Vikings, 6 cups of coffee, 5 whole days of... (laughs) Four gold stripes. Three crushing sisters. Call us really merry. A barking Alfie. On the 15th day of Christmas, my airline gave to me 15 hot towels. 14 flying fellows. 13 99ers. 12 cans of craft beer drinking. 11 L10 11s. 10 hawks are looping. 9 Trent 1000 failures. A box of Biscoff cookies. 7 S3 Vikings. 6 cups of coffee. 5 whole days of. <laughs> 4 gold stripes. 3 crushing sisters. Carlos really merry. And a Now, regular listeners to the show will know that we were supposed to be being joined by the wonderful Ariel Tweeto as part of our Christmas show. Unfortunately, she she couldn't make it as her travel plans changed last minute. But she was very kind and sent us in a lovely Christmas message. Hello! Merry Christmas, all you UK plane fans. Um, I'm Ariel Tweeto, and I was supposed to um, record for your show, um, but... I'm sitting at a train station and I miss the recording time. But anyway, um, so yeah, I just I'll give you a little update. I'm shooting a new um, series that we'll be filming in Africa, and I'm doing a cartoon called The Great North for Box and another cartoon I'm developing. So I'll be a voice in it and a, uh, I'm creating it. Um, and then we're doing got a lot going on. I'm writing a book. So keep, I'll keep you posted on that. But um, yeah, I just want to say Merry Christmas. So everyone have a great year. Fly safe. Um, and uh, yeah, hopefully I could get on the podcast again and chat with you all. So have a great day. Have a great year. And Merry Christmas. Mwah. And now we're going to bring you some aviation Christmas memories. And just remember, L, that was memories. Memories. Memory. Oh. Oh, no. Pronunciation is important around that boy. Yeah, now I have to rethink my story. (laughs) Really? Uh oh. Okay. Uh, Right. So, Armando, you're first. Listen, so since I am the representative of all the great things on this show, um, yes, Matt, I am new to commercial aviation, but I did uh, did my, my time in military aviation. And many of those Christmases and holiday seasons, including uh, birthdays and every other holiday, um, there's a lot of people that are not home and they are in very austere environments or deployed. So one of my favorite memories that actually happened every single year, every single Christmas, was care packages. And it is, it's so great to be in a deployed location sometimes for just a week, or two months, or four months, or in the case of the United States Army aviators, 15 to 18 months um, away from your home and your family, and just getting those little things from home, whether they just be Christmas cards or drawings from a local elementary school or candy or anything that basically makes it from its origin 
to a 130 degree desert heat without melting. Um, by the way, foods do funny things when they get into the, into the mail in, in the desert. Um, things start separating that you wouldn't expect to separate. So sometimes you start out with one candy bar and end up with three different ingredients, uh, <laughs> one of which leaks out as an oil and uh, surprises all of the security screening personnel. Um, but anyways, that may be a little bit of a specific story. So my favorite memories from the holidays was being deployed with people that you are incredibly close to. Everybody's out there away from home doing a mission um, and then receiving those those lovely packages and care packages and letters from home. So uh, to everybody that is out there listening to the show in a deployed location, um, this one's for you. Very nice. Okay, uh, we'll go to uh, Grant next, please, because I know you've got to get away in a moment. Yeah, well, down here in Australia, Christmas is um, on the warm side, shall we say. Um, 20 Celsius through to 40 Celsius, depending on where you're at. Um, but I'm going to step back in time to when I was uh, crewing hot air balloons. And um, yeah, we Christmas around that time was um, peak season. Um, there was so many people on leave on, on holidays and things like that. Um, and this is an, I don't know if it's my favorite, but it's rather interesting, especially as we consider that my wife is still my wife because um, we've, it's a busy time. You can't get away for too much, but we were going up North to see family and all that. So we flew up on about the 23rd, had a couple of days, did Christmas day. And on boxing day, we're in an airport terminal flying back home. And um, the comment was made so that I could be back because on the uh, 27th, I had to crew um, a special shaped balloon flying over Melbourne. And um, yes, the comment was made. I never thought I would ever spend Boxing Day in an airport terminal. Wow. So despite all that, she still married me and we're still together. So who knew? So I guess there is some actual Christmas miracles that do occur. (laughs) Like it. We'll go to you next, Captain Al. Okie dokie. So one of my fantastic memories of flying at Christmas time is the opportunity to do charter flights up to Lapland up in the Arctic Circle, home of Father Christmas and where the elves and the factory is. And as you can imagine, with snow on the ground in the UK and hundreds of smiley faces in the terminal, the pressure is on to make it to Lapland. The aircraft must be serviceable. The amount of daylight in the Arctic Circle is limited in the midst of December. And of course, it's frequently overcast at around about 200 feet. That's quite significant because that happens to be typically the minima for a Cat 1 ILS in most parts of the world. But I'll spare you all of the operational guff and tell you about one of my favourite things. And that's when the children have sung their carols, eaten their mince pies, and they're settling down to their colouring competition. It's gone dark outside. And I will go on the public address and tell them that we're a little over 45 minutes from landing into Lapland and that uh, everybody will be going to see Santa in the village. But because it's a few days before Christmas, Santa has been on the radio And he's asked if he can do something rather special. He needs to revalidate his license for his sleigh. And he needs to come and do a practice landing. So what he's going to do in a few minutes time is land on top of our aeroplane. 
and just to make sure that he can get good practicing for landing on everybody's roof in a few days time. The children are excited. I have them looking out of the windows. Of course, the red navigation light looks like Rudolph's nose to a young child. But what we do is we count down Santa's arrival. And just as he's about to touch down, I disconnect the autopilot and give the aeroplane just a little bit of a bump. And in the eyes of five and six-year-olds, that's Santa landing on top of the aeroplane. <laughs> oh, I like that. That's really cool. Love, I loved it. I did read the AIIB report about that now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next up, we'll head over to you, Andy. What have you got for us? Well, that was a beautiful story there from Al. I like to try my hardest at Christmas time to be sufficiently injured to have two weeks off. But <laughs> if I can't accomplish that, then I like to bring in for all the crew a very traditional British thing, which is a beige buffet. If you don't know what a beige buffet is, that is sausage rolls, quiche, scotch eggs, all your classic pretty heavy foods. So bring all that in, some nice chocolate treats, and bring the little mini fiber optic Christmas tree to stick on the dash, and we'll have a good day out. Fortunately, we don't fly on Christmas Day at our airline at the moment, so normally this is around Christmas Eve or Boxing Day, just to try and lift everybody's spirits as they're at work. Go on. Awesome. Very well done. Okay. Thanks. Scott Shake, that's a substantial meal, isn't it? It is now. Yeah. <laughs> it is now. It is, yeah. <laughs> and with that, we'll hand over to Brian. So I I try my best not to fly over Christmas week and holiday, but uh, uh, people that people that know me know that I tend not to have normal um, socks. And the socks that I have will have different patterns on. And, and I have a bunch of holiday and um, flying socks. And so throughout the month of December, I'll wear them. And the flight attendants tend to get a, a giggle out of looking at my, my sock wear. And the other thing that I always try and do is bring a, a gift along to the, the flight attendants. And um, that's always very much appreciated. And I think many of them think that I do it just at Christmas, but it's a thing that I do year round. And I, I just think that it's nice taking care of the people that where it's their job to save my ass. So that's sort of my Christmas aviation tradition. Oh, I like it. Let's move from California to sunny Spain. Okay. Well, I guess I'm really lucky because where I work here in Spain, we close completely for Christmas, which is it's really nice. Um, and normally we can go home and this is our first Christmas where we won't be in the UK. We're going to spend it in Spain. So even though it's a bit unusual and a bit different, um, we're looking forward to it. And some of the Christmas tradition, traditions they have here are very, very uh, different from the UK. One of them is a, a Three Kings Day where they actually throw sweets kids hard-boiled sweets and they just throw sweets off the balconies and everywhere uh, i'm really looking forward to that yeah, that that sounds painful ensure <laughs> <laughs> the children yeah, absolutely that's good fun <laughs> well i have been so fortunate in my entire flying career including the air force i think that i've only been out flying on christmas christmas eve christmas day one time in my over 40 years of flying. And it was when I was a new first officer and had a great layover in uh, Sarasota, Florida at the boathouse at the Hyatt Regency, I think. We had a great party and 
don't want to go into all the details, <laughs> but it was a great time. We had a, uh, we were a family together, um, away from our own families. And we, we just uh, enjoyed each other's company. It was a, a great time. And that's, that's pretty much it. So no traditions for me. I'm almost always home with my own family during Christmas time. That's a very cool tradition in its own right, isn't it? Yeah. Impressive stuff. Uh, right. Uh, next, uh, let's have Matt, shall we? Uh, for me, uh, obviously, I work in the same airline as Andy. So, so far, I've never had to work on Christmas Day. Um, but I do quite often work on either Christmas Eve or Boxing Day. And actually, I found the atmosphere really, really good on board. And the first time I did it, I thought that it was going to be you know, a bit of a almost like a miserable affair feeling like you're missing out. But the camaraderie on board the atmosphere was fantastic and what is usually a very strict uniform policy we often have a uh, christmas jumper day so we can wear christmas jumpers on the flight deck and they also our airline issue us branded santa style hats so uh, everyone's dressed up and the atmosphere on board is actually great and the passengers really appreciate it and it's actually quite a fun rewarding day Oh, that's so good. It's fascinating to hear different perspectives and how airlines do things slightly differently at this time of year. It's really interesting. Uh, right now to someone we hear from every year. We've played his story already, but it's time for a little tidbit from our main man, Uncle Micah. Um, as you know, I'm not much of a Christmas celebrator, but what I have uh, always done is tried to help others that do celebrate Christmas have the time off. And that's happened when I've worked retail and that's happened when I've worked in social services and I'll always take the shift. And that kind of started actually when I was a uh, graduate student. And when I was a graduate student, one time I actually had to fly back from my uh, folks house in New Jersey back to uh, Columbus, Ohio on Christmas Day. And I was thinking about, first I was thinking about the plane was going to be crowded, that the flight attendants were going to have to work particularly hard. And uh, so even though I was a poor graduate student, I went out and I picked up a bunch of candies. And this is something I still do, a bunch of candies, individual candies. And I got on the flight and it was a TWA 727. I can tell you how long ago it was, flying from Newark, New Jersey to Columbus, Ohio. And I made sure that all the flight attendants got little Christmas gifts and I thanked them for flying. And uh, they were very, very grateful. And it made me uh, made me feel really good to be able to help make their days. And it's just uh, something that I now continue whenever I fly, but it all stems back to that day. Oh, I like that. So we're going to Myla next. Any yes. any Christmas traditions or flying? or? Well, as, as Captain also um, accurately described, we are a little bit Santa's helpers in this season, um, flying the cargo. Uh, so for us, December is very, very busy. Um, and we do try and have a get together or a dinner or a lunch in early December or the end of November. So Corinne kind of helps us out to have a day off together so we can all have this dinner. And then like the hard work starts and uh, we do all the flying. And I'm wearing my reindeer antlers. So, um, yeah, we try and to just have a good, good season and, um, and that's it. Basically some wear hats, some put some lights up in the, in the cockpit, but that's it basically. So, yeah. Oh, you cargo pilots are the real heroes this time of year, especially this year. I mean, what a year it's been. So from Santa's little helper to the St. Nick lookalike, Nick, what have you got for us? Oh, 
Um, I've got a couple of problem stories. Uh, first of all, the airline industry, really. Christmas, uh, I, I've been a lot of uh, Christmas years away. And um, you're right. Uh, it it is often uh, a great celebration on the aircraft. People know they've got to be away, so they make the best of it. They, I used to bring a bag of gifts uh, for the cabin crew, and I'd let my beard grow a bit and then put on a Santa hat and go around the aircraft in the middle of the flight and make sure uh, each of the cabin crew could dip into my goodie bag and uh, pull out something nice. Um, and uh, when we got on the ground, then uh, the company were very kind. They would uh, allow the captain to uh, uh, open up his uh, company credit card and we'd take the whole crew out for a, a big meal, um, all uh, paid for by uh, Virgin. And uh, it was usually a, a great night out. And uh, the crew always dressed up marvellously. It was uh, very festive on board. So used to enjoy that very much indeed. Um, in the military, it was uh, quite interesting because often the junior guys got put on duty uh, when it was Christmas Day, particularly um, uh, QRA. Now, QRA for me was... Uh, you know, the phantom out there to uh, protect the shore, intercept the Russians, blah. And uh, if the weather was bad, as it often was up in Scotland uh, in the winter, um, we used to uh, used to be very cautious about launching. Uh, and I remember one Christmas, it had been snowing uh, really hard uh, overnight. And when we came on duty in the morning, the uh, guy in charge of uh, keeping the runway clear said, look, I, I just can't keep this... Uh, runway clear anymore we're out of all the chemicals um it's christmas day um don't know what we're going to do uh so command said well just keep uh, a 10 foot strip 3000 foot long uh, down the middle of the runway clear and the qra will be declared mandatory and the only reason what that means is that it's it's really dangerous to risk launching and it's only done in the most dire of circumstances. So we sat back and thought, oh, we're not going to be launched now, are we? Uh, d dare we have a drink? Well, we were good boys, but uh, subsequently <laughs> I got together with some of my mates who used to do the nuclear QRA uh, in Germany. Now, they were sitting there with their fighter bombers with nukes underneath, and uh, if they ever got launched, it was... <laughs> World War Three, Armageddon. Um, and when they got to a special occasion, they go, look, I'd rather go off and do this drunk <laughs> rather than sober. <laughs> so they used to sneak in a few drinks and uh, toast Christmas properly, which I always thought was highly amusing. Um, but that, that's it for me. I used to uh, quite enjoy a Christmas trip, uh, even though going to Japan was particularly in the early days, was always uh, uh, a bit of an odd one. Our hotel in Japan uh, would put up a Christmas tree for one day. That would be Christmas Day. It would go up at midnight, stay up all day, and at mid midnight on Christmas Day, they pulled it down again. And they gave uh, the crew uh, a free meal uh, in the um, uh, hotel. And uh, we went along for this buffet, and it was all cold, uh, and it was like turkey slices in aspic, <laughs> pickles and stuff like that. Not exactly a traditional Christmas fair, but I tell you what, the um, the hotel personnel uh, got up on stage 
and all did little skits just for the you know the joy of it and to entertain all the airlines that used to stay in the hotel which were hilarious particularly the guys that dressed up as women and then uh did some kind of strange um dancing like japanese uh formal um dancing uh they they thought it was hilarious we were just completely confused but anyway it was a great christmas So last, but by no means least, uh, out of our many guest hosts, uh, it's the wonderful Paul. Uh, have you done much flying over the Christmas period, Paul? Well, I'm the imposter here because I'm the passenger. I'm not the guy who actually flies the airplane or serves and helps me through the through the journey. But I've actually flown a lot on the 25th of uh, December um, because of I was born and raised in Switzerland, although uh, my last name I know is Greek. My mother was from Finland, my father from Greece, but I was in Switzerland. But I've been away for a long, long time. And I was living in Japan, very, very appropriate to what we just said. And I would fly from Japan or then the Philippines and then now in London and other places, Cyprus, etc. I would always fly on the 25th because my family would actually celebrate on the 24th evening. And then I would uh, come back to wherever I was living. And in a year that is so tough for the travel industry, for the aviation industry, it is so bizarre as well. Uh, there's something that for me made me fell in love even more it, uh, with the aviation industry is was flying on the 25th because like some of the stories that were shared today, it was a special day. People maybe didn't want to be working that day, but had to. That was their roster. It was these were always very special flights. People were very more relaxed than usual. Sometimes also dressed up, and they the the planes were half empty, which is something very common actually in 2020. And uh, it was there was a lot of kindness around, and that's something that I want us to remember in 2020 to be kind to each other. And I. I really hope that this industry uh, gets on its feet back very quickly because, yeah, you guys are the most optimist people I've ever met. This is why I love working with the travel industry and the aviation industry uh, in particular. And yeah, the 25th of, uh, of December, which I don't do anymore. My parents passed away, but I were very special to me and I'll always keep them in my heart. Yep. Very good. Nice. Oh, that was really lovely, Paul. Uh, and with that, it's time to bring it back to our regular hosts. Uh, let's go to you, Nev, shall we? Well, of course, Christmas is all about being with families, isn't it? Uh, usually. Um, back in 1986, though, uh, just before Christmas, uh, my daughter, who was born in September 1986, so she was just coming up to three months old, I was doing some flying as a passenger. Uh, around uh, Belgium, uh, Holland, Italy, Spain. And it was one of those Christmases where the weather was just bad everywhere. There was fog everywhere, low visibility procedures, the whole thing, delays, you name it. And it got to the point on the, towards the end of Christmas Eve where um, KLM were flying me to uh, uh, Skiphol and then I was going to get a connecting flight to London um, but it never got that far uh, we had uh, two missed approaches at Schiphol uh, and then we diverted to Eindhoven I, I seem to remember anyway so we got the bus back to Schiphol so it's now you know 10 or 11 o'clock at night and uh, it, I'm not going to make it back for Christmas Day, basically. Um, but uh, there's a, a little town just outside Skip, Skipol Airport called Bard Hoverdorp, which is where the company was that uh, 
I was working for, and uh, they'd heard about my uh, predicament. Obviously, there's no you know mobile phones or anything like that at, at this stage, and they very kindly. Uh, the people that worked for this company came to the airport, picked me up, and I actually spent Christmas Day with them uh, rather than having to spend it at the Radisson or, or wherever it might be. So although it wasn't an ideal Christmas, it was actually a very different one, but a very nice one, uh, as it turned out. But um, yes, it was very unfortunate I was not there for my daughter's first Christmas. Wow. My goodness me. Very nice. That's quite the story. Okay, uh, so I'll go next. So I don't really have uh, any stories uh, I- along the lines of flying, obviously, because uh, until recently, obviously, I didn't do a great deal of flying. But um, many of you might know that for several years I used to run pubs. And actually some of my fondest memories have been through serving the general public uh, over the Christmas period. And oh, yes. uh, one of the biggest highlights for me really was uh, when I was... At serving was, me. Well, yes, absolutely. Well, what was the Duke of York in Ditchkin, which is a pub uh, not far away from me. And it was myself and my mum and uh, uh, it was my friend Gary and uh, Bernie. And we were all working in the kitchen and we got, I think we got... 50 people booked in for Christmas Day lunch and we'd hired like these big sort of round tables and that had come from a, a marquee company and stuff and I remember um, having the most amazing Christmas where we were essentially sort of feeding other people's families and really it was such a memorable occasion because uh, you know I mean there's a lot of pressure because if your dinner is rubbish um, you know because they were paying for it, don't get me wrong. Uh, it was obviously a very stressful thing, but we were very lucky. My mum was an amazing cook, and she had an amazing team of people that worked with her. And so Christmas Day was always very memorable for that. But I think my most um, lovely memory was actually from Boxing Day. And Boxing Day is one of, these, one of those weird days where people who spend time with their families have spent loads of time with their family, more than they've ever done, in in years frankly and they're they've been cooped up together for like for two days and uh, i actually opened the pub on boxing day night um like invite only basically so people could sort of come down and the amount of sort of like people who would actually come down on boxing day essentially just to get away from the family for a little while and i remember um this was actually in the king's head which was another pub that i ran at one point and we we had uh, a couple of sofas in, in what was like one of our function rooms out the back there and i remember there was there must have been like 20 nearly 30 of us all together and we were all playing uh, a, a a dvd video game called teleaddicts um, which was just a great game to do, but because of it, so we were all together in there, like, and we had it was like literally we we're all sitting on sofas, and we got, um, I say two teams, and the atmosphere was just fantastic. So we're all busy enjoying, uh, all, all busy enjoying like beer and things, and obviously, you know, I gave, gave it to everyone as what you know, free drinks on me, basically. And that, that's probably one of my most fond memories of the Christmas time was actually sort of spending it with uh, family and friends because they are the most people uh, you know the most important people if 2020 has taught us anything it's made us realise how much actually that we do miss our family and friends and uh, for me personally one of the things that is so awful about what's been going on at the moment is I'm a bit of a hugger I love to go up to people and give them a hug and an elbow bump I'll be honest just doesn't cut it (laughs) Uh, you know so that's one of the things that i'm hoping is that maybe this time next year hopefully this will all be over 
and we can go back to sort of enjoying being with our family and friends because let's be honest at christmas that's what's most important well done matt that's nice to hear i, I um i do remember those um some of those nights at the various <laughs> pubs that you ran yeah very, those very are the good. days eh? <laughs> so hmm, me i suppose for this for family or for christmas time family is a big thing always has been but uh this year is different but one of the things that uh, our family always done a tr- as a tradition on Christmas Day would be to get together. And one of the big things with our family, with my family is, and I think Matt probably knows this, is that we are big card players. We do love a game of cards. And, um, you know, most families would probably make, play for matchsticks, but we, our family actually did play for money. Yeah, I Which mean, two, some... two peas and one peas. You're not actually... <laughs> yeah. But it, 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 at some points, it did get quite uh, quite excitable around the table at christmas day um this year for us as a family it's a lot different um because obviously most of you know sadly i lost my granddad earlier this year um so that's put quite a different turn of events on christmas really for everyone because granddad did add one hell of an edge to a game of cards especially if i laid the wrong card um a cuff, well, I was going to say, a, a stern word would be said from my grandfather to uh, to me, that's for sure. So I will uh, definitely miss uh, having uh, Grandad there with us at Christmas this year. Um, but one of the things I will say, um, you know, before I wrap things up, is that uh, doing this show each week and uh, having the fun that we have on the show each week, and especially on the Christmas shows like we are now, and having the support uh, and friendship of everyone, uh, not just obviously Matt, Nev and Armando, but of all the listeners uh, across the globe is a massive, massive, massive help to me um, with with what's gone on this year. So I'm just going to say a big thanks personally from me to to all the guest hosts tonight and to all our listeners and everyone watching on the live audience for um, for being a part of this awesome community because it really, really does... Um, really does help to uh well to keep things jolly in what has been quite a sierra hotel india tango year so um yeah so that's um that's really it really there we go so we are gonna wrap up the uh christmas show for this year before we wrap up though i will just do a quick run through all the guests and we're gonna have a quick christmas message from each of our guest hosts this evening for the christmas show so i'm going to go on my zoom call here so we'll get the top of the list here so brian quick christmas message for everyone uh with all the the great sentiments that have been said already i just want to tack on yeah this has been such a bizarre year and i hope we um all take a uh uh, the vaccine seriously and you know get it if you're so inclined but geez let's get over this this damn COVID hump and get back to flying and seeing each other around the world and um, sharing in these experiences because being cooped up at home has, has certainly not been fun. So wish everyone a, a safe, Merry Christmas. And, and I think if everyone um, can stay home for, for Christmas and New Year's and suffer through this just a little bit longer, it'll make um, yeah, Christmas of 21 so much better. So Merry Christmas to all. Thank you, Brian. And uh, Micah. Just checked on it because I wasn't 100% sure, but this has been the fifth Christmas show that we've done together. Uh, five years. This is the fifth one. 
and uh, and it's just been amazing. And every year, this has been the best part of my Christmas. And I thank you, and I thank the entire audience for it. Thanks so much for keeping me involved and making me a part of it. Thank you, Micah. Well done, Uncle. Um, Paul, over to you. I already talked about kindness, so I'm going to go lighter. Uh, since um, so my last name is Greek, and I'm also Greek. If you look at if you look up uh, Greek in uh, any French dictionary from the 30s, the first definition is people would cheat at cards. So I certainly hope to be playing with you, Carlos, one of these days over Christmas. You're on. <laughs> because I, it's actually also something that we do, you know, for, for Greeks, actually Christmas isn't the biggest uh, period of the year. It's Easter, but uh, we, so we play cards. So I'm, I'm very good at poker. Yeah. So yeah, guys, it's an odd year. It's a very odd year. It's one of these years that when we're going to do the uh, PTUK Christmas show in about 10 years, we'll be talking with fun jokes and light how. You remember how it was the pandemic? I think we've heard <laughs> kind messages today. Yeah, let's just keep it together a little bit longer. Uh, we sh- we'll, we'll be fine. We'll fix it. We already are fixing it. We'll be back in disguise on the airwaves. I promised you that uh, we'll get another episode out. I haven't put anyone any episode out since uh, april uh, i'm also living through the pandemic so yeah let's just stick together a little bit more enjoy the holidays and 2021 will be much better That's thank about. you paul thank you and uh, as his name says on the zoom call santa blinking claws nick <laughs> yeah yeah, great. Um, despite what I said, guys, have a, a, a wonderful Christmas if you're flying. Uh, don't drink unless you're sitting down the back. Um, don't drink within 50 feet of the airplane. No smoking within 24 hours of flying. Usual rules. Have a wonderful Christmas, everybody. Brilliant to be part of the show. Thanks very much indeed for having me on, guys. And uh, enjoy yourselves. Thank you. Thank you, Nick. Always, As always, a pleasure. Andy. Mr. Wilson. I'd just like to wish everybody a very merry Christmas, a happy and safe new year, and hope that 2021 is much better than this show has been. <laughs> and, and with that, we ended, we ended Andy's Zoom link. Yeah. Oh. You know, I didn't mean that. What a, what a terrible year. Everybody has a good 2021. Thank you, Andy. Legendary as always. And uh, moving on to uh, the godfather of uh, all things podcasting, Captain Jeff. Hey, I just want to add, I mean, so many wonderful things said um, that uh, it's such an honor to be part of this uh, Christmas celebration every year that uh, you guys put on. And uh, we just need to, especially as an aviation community, just hold each other up, kind of give each other a big virtual hug and look forward to the future when we can do it in person and uh, hope everybody has a wonderful holiday period. Thank you, Jeff. Very, very well said. Yes, Jeff. Yes, absolutely. And uh, before the snow settles too heavily behind him, Matt. Yeah, from me, thank you ever so much for having me on the podcast. As usual, it's always been a pleasure. Uh, I'm glad that 14 years of flying has trained my bladder to allow me to sit this long without (laughs) a regular toilet. Um, and uh, yeah, I wish you all a fantastic Christmas and New Year, and let's hope we get some physical meetups along air shows, etc. Next year. 
So thanks again, guys. Cheers. Thank you, Matt. And moving all the way across I, sunny Spain. I just want to say oh, I so fully, oh. I so fully agree with the sitting. What what the bladder is controlled <laughs> is very. Yeah, sorry. It takes a long Go time ahead. to Go build on. up tolerance, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> many years of practice. Okay, so moving to España for you, David. I know you're not going to get ten feet of snow there, but um, yeah. No, I don't think we. I don't think we're going to get ten feet of snow, but it still feels cold to us. Um, I'd just like to say, or I should say, Feliz Navidad, as we would in Spain. Um, thank you for inviting me onto the show. It's incredible to be surrounded by podcast royalty. Um, and good luck to Matt and John in editing, or well done to Matt and John in editing <laughs> this, <laughs> if you listen to it now. So let's fingers crossed for a, a better 2021, and hopefully we can see everyone soon. Thank you, David. Well done. And moving on to the absolute well, honestly, Captain Legend, that is Captain Al. So 2020 has been a year of changes. Some changes, good. Many changes, not so good. But nonetheless, a year of changes. So wherever you happen to be on Christmas Day, or whichever day around this period of time that is special to you, or, and indeed, rather, whoever you happen to be with, make it a special time, because things will change for the better. And let's all raise a glass at some point, whether it be beer, wine, water or whiskey, to making 2021 an absolutely awesome year. A year that we can all get together in the podcast and aviation community, sit on a beach, have a barbecue, get drunk and watch the aeroplanes fly over our heads. Cheers, Al. Very Cheers well to said. that. Cheers, Cheers to that. that. Yeah, that was wonderful. Cheers to that. We're yes. not going to do that in Wales, though, are we, Al? Have you never been to Carnarvon? You can indeed sit on the beach, have a barbecue. Yeah, but you'll yeah, freeze you'll to be... death, surely. Yeah, your thermals. <laughs> I didn't say anything about being warm. Okay, right. Okay. <laughs> so... I was actually thinking about St. Martin, to be perfectly honest. But... <laughs> Moving on to the lovely Myla. All right. Well, first of all, thank you for having me again this year. It's been a pleasure. Um, this year has been very strange in regards to all the developments we've seen. And one thing that I've become very aware of this year is um, mental and physical health. It's been one of the things that, you know, when you're young and you're all right, you take it for granted and it's all easy and you don't really think about it too much. So um, this year has been uh, strange in that regard um, so what I wish most of all to all of you for all of you is good health and stay safe thank you Myla thank you very well yeah. said yeah. so I know he's driving and hopefully his 4G signal will hold up for uh, for this otherwise in the, uh, uh, so we're going to hand over to Armando Hey guys, yeah, I am driving. Thank you for the heads up because I was able to pull over for just one second. But obviously this year, like everybody else has mentioned, has been a crazy year. Um, I am incredibly thankful for Carlos, Matt, and Nev for bringing me onto the PTUK team. I'm incredibly thankful for all the fans and the listeners and all the co-hosts, which this, uh, this podcast community has just turned out to be the most surprising thing. If you asked me three years ago, uh, I would have never said that that we'd all be, you know, part of this in the year 2020. 
But uh, but this year, especially, I want to give a special nod to Captain Jeff, actually, the godfather of all things aviation podcast. And like you said, Carlos, because I got the opportunity to um, get to know Captain Jeff on a personal level while I was based in Atlanta. And I told him the other day, I really miss our lunch, uh, our lunches and our dinners where we would sit there and drink some beers and solve all the world's problems. But um, but this year, a special thanks to Captain Jeff for really being the the god for the godfather of all of this and bringing all of us together and, and being sort of our our mentor in, in podcasting. So um, here's to you, Captain Jeff. Well, thank you. Not deserved, yeah. but I really appreciate Sante. it. Sante. Cheers, Sante. Uh, uh, Amanda, can I just ask, uh, have you become very, very close to Captain Jeff just recently? Why is that? <laughs> just wondering. <laughs> just wondering. You guys. Anyway, just, just, anyway. Just move on. <laughs> move on. And, uh... I must have missed something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll find <laughs> it in the edit. It's fine. <laughs> We're going to be... <laughs> So, so moving on to uh, the the guy who puts the A class into uh, cable management, obviously Nev. Well, yes, twenty twenty has been a very difficult year, hasn't it? Certainly for uh, so many people. But uh, in terms of what we would normally be doing, we'd all be going to air shows and doing interviews and meeting new people and having meetups. And the last one that we did really was we had one earlier this year, actually, but uh, back in last year. It was the uh, Dubai air show that Carlos and I uh, went to. Uh, but in the meantime, let's hope that 2021 is going to be a better year. I'm feeling very positive and confident about it, I must say. Now we've got the, uh, the vaccines on the way. It's going to take a little while to roll it all out, but I think we'll all get there in the end. But I just want to say to all the guys on PTUK, Matt, Carlos and Armando, thank you very much for allowing me to be part of your team. And we're really looking forward to doing more with you next year. Merry Christmas, everybody. Thank you, Nev. Thank you very much, Nev. And uh, obviously going over to the Master Suite studio with Matt. Uh, Matt, far away. Well, I mean, it's as everybody said, really, 2020 has been a, a really bizarre year. I think there's no, no two ways about it. Um, I just wanted to give my personal thanks, actually, to somebody who does the most insane amount of work behind the scenes that you guys literally have no clue how much work goes on behind the scenes. Um, and with 2020 having been a really, really strange year, I'll be the first to hold my hands up and say that mentally this year has been one of the hardest years that I've ever had. Um, you know, and I'll be honest, there have been times where I've had thoughts in my head that I never, ever thought that I'd have. It's been horrible for everyone, I know. And my personal thanks has to go to John, who does so much work behind the scenes there, who has done, has helped us create a show that we're all really proud of. Um, and he's doing all the research behind there. He's working out who's going to be on the show. You know, he's, he's doing so much. But also my personal thanks to him as a friend who has literally kept me going this last this last 12 months, if I'm honest. So uh, if I had a drink, I would raise it. Uh, but uh, as I say, my personal thanks goes to our wonderful producer, John. So cheers, mate. Thanks for being awesome. Well done, John. Well done, John. Legendary. Bravo, John. <laughs> yes. Yes. Good work, John. And, and uh, who's John? Uh, as Matt said. <laughs> as Matt said. <laughs> 
<laughs> Hello, we'll, we'll just hand things over to John. John? Yeah, okay. Yeah, he can't be oh, with no, us. I'm very sorry. <laughs> but no, big, big thanks to uh, to John, because like, like Matt said, he really does do a hell of a lot of work behind the scenes during the week when both me, Matt, Nev and Armando are all at work. And um, I'm, and he's, uh, you know, busy, busy tapping away on his keyboard, um, sending us various instructions for what we're going to be doing in the week. So well Which, done, let's John. be honest, we don't follow as closely as we probably should. Mm. <laughs> No, so we are going to wrap up the Christmas show for 2020 this year. I'm going to say a big thanks to all the guest hosts who joined us tonight. Big thanks to you all. Really appreciate you uh, for you know for joining us tonight. And also a big thanks to our first ever live uh, viewing Zoom audience. Everybody Watch. give a nice big cheer, guys. Go on. <laughs> now, is there the same number of live guests Ooh. at the end of this fiasco as there was at the beginning? <laughs> or have just people just been put in, pulled off the street? You're just going to sit in front of this camera yeah, for just five minutes. It's five quid. Absolutely, yeah. right? I must admit, just I thought... pretend as if you're happy. Okay, We'll give you a COVID vaccine on the way out. It's all a trip. Okay? Don't worry about it. Okay, don't worry about it. Oh, you, you can go to, you know, APG. They'll give you, you know, the booster jab right. in about 28 okay. days' time. Okay, go and see them. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Just Nothing. don't let just don't let Nick speak for a, for a minute. <laughs> uh, why not, may I ask? Because you have the best bloody background running right now. <laughs> Come on. Fantastic background. Uh, we can't um, see it, unfortunately. Oh. Come on, producer, make it happen. I want to see the background live. I'm being edited. I'm, I'm being... Ah. I was thought I was being censored there, but apparently not. Oh, from me and my... I, I don't even want to know Friend. what's going on there. Yeah, okay. <laughs> right, anyway, everybody say goodbye. Nick, Nick's, Nick's having fun in his new de- newly decorated lounge. That's Lovely. Right, that'll be what it is. Okay. <laughs> The disco's going crazy. (laughs) That is where we bring the Christmas show to an end. Thank you, everyone. Thanks to all our listeners. Thanks to all our audio listeners across the globe. And uh, take care and all the best for 2021. I hope you all have a great Christmas. And uh, we'll see you all again soon. So from all the hosts, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks ever so much for coming on. It's been a lot of fun. Take care, guys. We'll see you again soon.